Welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we're so glad you've set aside a few minutes to spend with us today. In each episode of this podcast, we'll share some of what we're learning in the work we do with kids and families on a daily basis at Daystar Counseling in Nashville, Tennessee. Our goal is to help you care for the kids in your life with a little more understanding, a little more practical help, and a whole lot of hope. So pull up a chair and join us on this journey from our little yellow house to yours. The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow provides meaningful screen time and shared experiences for families to help you grow in your faith together. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.gominnow.com. We have never had three generations on the podcast. This is the first time for us. It's a treat. And three of our favorite generations in the oh. whole world. Oh, <laughs> that is the absolute truth. <laughs> Will you all introduce yourselves and tell us a little something about what you have learned from the other two? I'm Gigi. My name legally is Sandra Parker, but very few people know that. <laughs> we definitely call you Gigi. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody calls me Gigi. What I've learned from these ladies, from Amy, she is truly a Proverbs 31 woman. Mm. If you read Proverbs 31, she's a single mom. So if you take out the word husband, though, and you put in family, that's her. She rises early in the morning before her children. She prepares for the day. She's always there for them. Mm. She's so wise to choose for her children the right path. Mm. And Daystar is the, the greatest choice that she's made. <laughs> True. She said to me one time, I don't want my children to grow up as adults and not be able to handle the things that's happened in their life. Mm. And so she's equipped them to do that. She works hard. She works several jobs to be able to find for her family. So that's the reason I think of her as a Proverbs 31 lady, you know. And when she goes to bed at night, she is one tired mama. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> we know not to call after 9 o'clock at night because she is out. Sometimes yeah. 8. <laughs> I know. So, and from Jaden, you know, I don't know if you all know this, but we're all the firstborn. In the family. Wow, I didn't know that. And so we have very similar characteristics. Uh My husband used to call Jaden Little Gigi, (laughs) and she didn't know that he meant that in a negative way. (laughs) She didn't say thanks. (laughs) You know, when she would be bossy to her brothers or something, you know, it's like, Little Gigi, we can handle this, you know. So Jaden has a lot of the same characteristics as her mom in the fact that she's organized, she's driven, she has goals, and she reaches those goals. And sometimes, just like her mom, she works three jobs as a teenager (laughs) to make those things happen. She knew what her goal was for going to college. She set that goal. She wanted to make it happen. And through the power of prayer and hard work, she's reached that goal. My admiration for both of them is... Over the moon. Mm. <laughs> well, we are with you. 100%, 100% with you. 
So sweet. I'm Amy Fenton, better known as Gigi's daughter. (laughs) And I have to say the things that I've learned from Gigi and from Jaden are a lot of what Gigi's saying about us all being firstborns. I think these two ladies are both very driven, very determined, very focused. They link arms with me, both of them, to persevere through hard days. So from both of them, I see a lot of the same characteristics because they are so much alike. And and really, I do think all three of us are a lot alike in that way. You know, Gigi, she says all those kind of things from me, but there's somewhere where I learned them from. Mm. <laughs> and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So that all came from my mama. And, you know, I can only hope to pass down those qualities to Jaden, too. And I see that in her. I see all those beautiful things in her, too, and the woman that she is quickly becoming. (laughs) I'm Jaden Fenton, and I think something that both of them have taught me is hospitality and just the value of family, I think, has been really special. And I think that they're both really good at making you feel so special when you're with them in that one-on-one time and being so intentional with that. And I think that's something that I've really valued growing up is just their intentionality with their time with me. Mm. And that's so much a part of who you are, too. <laughs> it is. I agree with you, Sissy. And tell them how old you are. I'm 17. <laughs> and you are a? A senior in high school. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you weren't sure what I was asking. That sounded scary. <laughs> and you're about to go to? Sanford Yay! University. <laughs> so excited. Yay. Okay, so Gigi, David and I have heard a lot over the years about this very special thing that you do for them every year, so much so that I want to come, but I think David Me the most too. has tried to figure out how to <laughs> weasel his way into it. But you have created this camp for them that you have yearly. Will you tell just a little bit more about the camp and what you're doing specifically with them? Okay, you know it's real hard for me to talk about my five grandchildren, but I'll try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we do call it GG Camp, and that's capital G, capital G for Gigi and Grandpa Camp. Oh. So it's not just G-I-G-I Camp. We were giving you all the credit. <laughs> I know. So, no, my husband's very much a part of that. Two things that I wanted to accomplish when I started this. One, I have five grandchildren. Two, live in Louisville and three here. And I wanted them to grow up knowing each other. I just thought that was really important. My son-in-law is a minister in Louisville, so it's hard for them to come on weekends and holidays and things like that. So I wanted a, a week every year where we could get them together away from their parents. And selfishly, Grandpa and I wanted that. Mm-hmm. You know, we just wanted that time to be with them, to to get to know their personalities without Mom around and Dad around because, you know, when they're there, they go running to Mom and Dad if they need something. And so I think we have accomplished that. They text each other. They're close with each other. They love to see each other. Still, to this day, mm-hmm. and we still have Gigi Camp, but even when we do see them outside of that, they have a good time being together. We started this when the youngest, Blaze, was two. Wow. 
still <laughs> taking naps. And Jaden is the oldest. Jaden and Seth are the oldest, and they were five. So the first two years, we did it at home. They all stayed at our house every night, and uh, the three boys were in one room, the two girls in another room. You know, I've been around children long enough to know you got to keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a schedule, and we would get up in the morning and have breakfast, and we would head out to someplace locally, and then we would make our way back home in the afternoon so that Blaze could take a nap. And <laughs> he yeah. got the best napper award that year. <laughs> He Legit, he, really he has did. a trophy, he got a trophy for that it. says trophy. best napper. Yeah, no, yeah, wow. we give trophies at the end, of, and we did until just recently. I kind of wish we still did. That. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first award? I think I got best camper that year. I bet you did. <laughs> I remember though the first year again. Remember how young they are? I just got the little plastic trophies and. <laughs> Chelsea, who would have been four at that time, she gets hers and she looks at it and she says, it's plastic. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, wow. we already realized this is a cheap little uh, award here. So She was advanced. <laughs> so after that, I realized how inexpensive trophies are. And so they got real trophies. The real trophies. Wow. Yeah, we have some nice trophies from DJ. Yeah, they're pretty inexpensive. And so after that, they did get them. Even in the dude ranch, I had to call home and say, this is what I need on these trophies. So when I got home, they could get trophies, you know. But I couldn't obviously have them sent out there. So I have to plan ahead for those things. But, <laughs> you know. So good. I wanted to give a little context to this, too. What a lot of people don't know about Gigi is she was a children's pastor who would plan camps for large ministries in the summer. So when she had five grandchildren, she brought that experience and thought, I want to have my own camp in the summer for Mm. my own grandkids. Mm -hmm. We had T-shirts, save-the-date cards that she would send out in the mail, a notebook with the rules and the itinerary and the packing list. It was just like her camps that she used to do on a big scale, but she did it for her five. The first year, she handmade the shirts and made us pillowcases with our names on them. And laundry bags. And laundry bags. We had a treasure chest. At the end, we'd always have awards. So like the first year, Blaze got Best Snapper. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she always gave us trophies. We'd come home in the afternoon and we would have arts and crafts for the older ones to do, you know, and I would have different things every day for them to keep the time. And then after nap time, we would go do something else. We took advantage of local opportunities. For example, the zoo. We went to the art museum. Fisk Art Museum is wonderful. If people have not taken their kids locally here Mm -hmm. in Nashville to that. We went to a dairy farm, and one of my favorite pictures is Pierce looking under the cow saying, that's where milk comes from, (laughs) you know. So they got to milk a cow while they were there, and one of the things that was listed was that we were going on a cruise, and Chelsea, who is a year younger than Mm Jaden, she said, oh, gosh, my parents haven't even been on a cruise. Well, what it was, we went on a pontoon boat. <laughs> Jane, can you help me remember what else? We went to your friend's house who had the chickens. Oh, yeah. We went there and she fixed breakfast for the kids that morning and we went out and collected eggs. 
We went to another friend's house that had a pond. We went and fishing. We there. went fishing, and actually, the great grandparents came out to help wow. with that because mm-hmm. we had five kids fishing, and so the two of us needed a little help putting the worms on the poles and things like that. <laughs> and um, making sure nobody got hooked. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So we just looked for local things that we could do, and we did that for two years until we felt like that we could take a trip and go and stay in a motel with them. Well, actually, we always stayed in a house. We mm-hmm. would rent a house. And one year we stayed in a house that had a pool. So when we were back there, we would have a chance to go swimming. But we didn't have much downtime. I just knew enough about young children that you had to keep the schedule busy, you -hmm. know. So The older we get, the more relaxed the schedule gets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but when they were little, I mean, we were going, going, going. I wanted to make sure when they hit the bed at night that they would be falling asleep. (laughs) In the first two years, we did that, and and then we ventured out to Chattanooga and uh, went there for a couple of years because there's, we would go and they would see brochures and they would say, well, I want to go there, and of course we had the schedule, <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't on our schedule, so we had to go back so we could pick up some oh, of those yeah. those things the second year. But we've done some really fun things. Personally, I'm anxious to see what Jaden says. We went to a dude ranch. Here in Tennessee. <laughs> wow. They'd have to get up in the morning and go collect. At six. We had to get up at six. <laughs> <laughs> she remembers it well. <laughs> they had to go and uh, collect eggs from the chickens. Before and- we could eat breakfast. We had to collect the eggs, milk the cows. Wow. They did wow. all that. And Working. then they'd have to wow. go take care of their horses. Mm-hmm. So then they'd go on long horse rides and then come in. And they'd have to brush down their horses, and that was definitely the most unique Gigi camp we ever did. <laughs> it was it was so fun though; it was actually really yeah. fun. And I'm worried about the food because all the food was there from the farm, and I thought, oh my gosh, are they going to eat the whole week they're here? And uh, they loved it. Wow. They it was so good. They would make homemade cheese, and wow, yeah, yeah. it was amazing. Homemade bread. That was such a it cool experience for, yes. for them, too. It was yes. something that I probably would never have thought to take them on a vacation mm-hmm. to a dude ranch like that. Like, that was just something really special for them to do with Gigi and Grandpa. That was something that, you know, I would have never thought of. It's so unique. Mm-hmm. Not many people can say they've spent a week on a dude ranch. No kidding. <laughs> I want to. It was fun. That's, it you was really fun. Remember this for your... I will. For Henry. <laughs> Henry. We yes. might be heading to a dude ranch. He's going to get a little older and a little calmer. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of tractors there. Oh, that's good. He would love, he would love yeah. that. <laughs> so as they've gotten older, we've done... For our 10-year anniversary, we went on a cruise. Mm-hmm. And so I that remember. was... Yeah, that was fun. And it was kind of relaxing for Grandpa and I because, you know, they didn't need us. They were just... <laughs> Out there, and I knew they couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> they just said, "Go have fun." So that we'd was... find Gigi lounging by the pool. <laughs> of yeah, course, yeah. But I'd be anxious to see what Jaden has to say as her favorite memories. That's actually what we wanted to do next. <laughs> do you have a favorite memory when you think back on the years? Uh I loved the cruise. I think that was probably the most like fun adventure we went on. But I think. Some of my favorite memories are actually just spending time with my cousins. I think just the memories I have with them from Gigi Camp. I remember one year we went to um, Santa Claus, Indiana, where Holiday World is. 
and the whole town was Santa themed. Wow. Everything was Santa. And we stayed in this really, really tiny little cabin on a lake. And every morning we'd just get up in our pajamas and go straight out and fish. And that was like some of the best memories I have from Gigi Camp was just fishing out there in the mornings before we, we went to the amusement park. We actually have to say, guys, we've got to get ready to go to the park. <laughs> <laughs> we know? were really enjoying fishing. fishing. Wow. Yeah. So my grandpa would help us all fish and we just had a good time. I don't know. But I think just the memories with my cousins that I have, just getting to bond with them are some of my mm. favorites. Amy. Yes. You know, we are such fans of you <laughs> and you really are one of the most amazing single moms I think both of yes. us would say we've ever known and we've learned so much watching you and how you love these kids and all of the things your mom and Jaden talked about and so we'd love to know if there's something you'd want to say to single parents who are listening you know I just had this conversation with some friends recently they were asking me like what's your philosophy in single parenting And I think a lot of single parents get stuck making a lot of assumptions about what they can or cannot do because they are a single parent. So I told them, I said, my philosophy has always been to say yes and just keep saying yes until God just clearly shows us no. Mm. And I think a lot of single parents start at no, there's no way that could work. I think Daystar is a great example of that. I can't tell you the number of single parents I've talked to that I say, oh, you need to go to Daystar. And they say, oh, I could never afford that. I said, my kids need Daystar. I'm going to call and Mm. I'll find a way. And when I called, they said, oh, we work on a sliding scale. We have scholarships. We'll do anything to help your children get the help they need. I said, yes. And God just kept opening a door from there. And I think that's so important. That's been true even of of college. College Mm -hmm. is another great example. You know, she wanted to go to this amazing private university in Alabama that's expensive. And on paper, there's no way it should work. But we said yes, and then just said, God, if this is where she's supposed to be, just keep showing us the way. And, And the scholarship money kept coming in, and... The doors just kept opening. And I think that that is so important in the big things. It's putting your faith in action. I think single parenting requires an amount of faith that literally there are so many things that I can't figure out how it's going to happen. I'm able to say to my children, this is God. This is, you know, this is God at work in our life. I can't explain how this is all played out. It makes me a little teary. <laughs> I'm like, my mom, we all cry. <laughs> but I've just seen God's hand so faithful. And I love that my kids have a front row seat to that. You know, that's so important to me that they see what faith looks like and how God truly answers when you just hold out your hands and say, I don't know, but I trust you. I mean, I have this conversation. I just texted her this week yeah. about something that how God provided. And I said, you know, God always takes care. We know it's going to happen. That's a funny story. I got a stimulus check this week, and the next day my air conditioner unit went out. No. Wow. And, and I had no plans for that stimulus check. I didn't know if I was getting one. And then it came, and <laughs> it was that cost. Wow. wow. So even in the little things— 
to believe that God cares about mm. the little things and to teach my children God cares about the little things. Yes. And I would say the other thing is to not label yourself. Mm. I think there are a lot of single parent labels. A lot of my friends are married people. And I think single parents isolate themselves sometimes. Well, I'm not married anymore. I can't do things with that group of people. But I love the married people I'm surrounded with. I love that my kids see what healthy marriages look like. I love that they're around those other dads. I love having those people in my life. I love to open my home Hmm. and invite people in. I have probably the smallest home of all of our friends, but we love to open our home and invite people in. And I feel like that's God going, this is what I've given you, and I want you to be faithful to use it for Anything I ask you to do, you just be generous with what I've given you. And I feel like that's something I want my children to grow up and do too. The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Did you know that Minnow has an award-winning children's Bible written by VeggieTales creator Phil Vischer? The Minnow Laugh and Grow Bible for Kids is more than a children's Bible storybook. It's a deep, engaging, and whimsical gospel experience. Each Bible story is vividly illustrated, takes just minutes to read, and includes a family connection to encourage readers to learn, talk, and pray together. Find out more at shop.gomeno.com. That's shop.g-o-m-i-n-n-o.com. just listening to you feels like such a picture of what Sissy said, just who you are as a single parent, who you are, and what we've learned from you. I mean, just listening to you now, I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. Me too, who you are as a person. Yes. Well, I've learned a lot from the two of you (laughs) too. My children can attest. We all have. (laughs) You know, the older you get, though, at my age, I look back And I see how God connected all the dots. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, at Jaden's age, she's not got the years yet to see as long as I do. For example, if God closes a job that you thought you really, really wanted and you didn't get it, you're really disappointed. And Jaden will have those days. But I see how God opened the door for a much better job. And so that's the great thing about being this age is that you do see those, how God connects it and and takes a tragedy in your life and uses it because there's people later that you can minister to to say, you know, I have been there. I've experienced that. Mm -hmm. And just hold their hand and and love them because you know the pain that they feel. So, Mm -hmm. and also you learn the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I'm, and Jaden, we've all experienced and known for sure how our prayers were answered. Mm-hmm. A lot of wisdom yes. on this couch in front of <laughs> us right here. A lot. <laughs> Amy, I'm curious hearing you talk, building on so many of the rich things you just shared. How would you say you've seen your kids benefit uniquely from this experience of GG Camp? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I think one of the other things that I love to do, I love to celebrate. I can make a party out of just about anything. (laughs) We love a good party. We do. Mm. So I love holidays. I love to make a big deal about them. And I got that from my mom. She's 
currently going home to work on Easter brunch that's mm. on her back deck for all of us for 25 on Sunday. But I love those monumental milestones that are just regular rhythms in life. I love to just mark those. And this has become that in their life. Gigi Camp has become such a monumental marker in their life from age two for Blaze. So think, you know, all of his His life that he can remember, that is a major moment that Mm -hmm. he loves, that he looks forward to. It's just become such a important part of their rhythm. And I love that. I love that they will grow up and someday tell their kids and their grandkids about their Gigi and this camp that she does. She'll probably still be doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And this camp and the relationships that they built with their cousins through that and the memories made and some of their fondest childhood memories are from this time at Gigi Camp. So it's such a treasure and such a gift that she's given to my children and to me because mama gets a break yeah. <laughs> for yes. a, week, a week off. It's such a gift and I will treasure it forever and ever. But I, I do. I love that. I love that they have that. Hmm. We have a digital frame in our home that has thousands of pictures on it, but a lot from the past Gigi camps. And when all five grandchildren are there, they huddle around that frame Aww, for an hour. For like an hour, yeah. We'll just watch click and they and watch. watch all those, and they just laugh and make fun yeah. of the pictures that are on there. Poke fun at each other for bad photos. <laughs> that that kind of confirms to me, oh, they, they had a good time yes. doing that. Mm-hmm. So. Of course it does. Yeah. Well, we can tell you what a great time they've had. Yes. <laughs> we hear it. We get to hear it. Amy, when you were talking about you getting a break, want to go back to that moment. Do you have any tips for single parents in surviving the summers, that window when kids are home a lot more of the time? What would you say to that? Yes. So over the years, there have been several things that I've done. First of all, I have leaned on grandparents to help. I plan way in advance. I am a planner. And so you can't let summer sneak up on you. So I start thinking about summer. I mean, I think Sissy can even attest to this because I feel like in October, I'm emailing her like, (laughs) what are the dates for Hopetown? Because, you know, I'm trying to get all my ducks in a row. But back when I worked in an office, I worked at a church. I knew there were other moms that worked with me that needed things for their kids to do. So we would even partner together and share childcare expense to bring our kids to work and let them oh, all, wow. you know, be That's together so in a room together. And it made it really cheap and it gave them a few days to play with friends and have a good time. Of course, they had Gigi camp for a week. They would be with me for a week. They would do VBS. Mm. For a week, they would go to church camp. You know, I just would try to look at all the things available for them to be a part of and plan those out first. But then I would also schedule vacation for myself just to have some time with them, some fun, even if it was just going to our neighborhood pool every day and just playing and doing nothing. That's such a change of pace for us that that's nice when I get to do that. And then I would also lean on my sister. My sister and I would say, hey, let's do a trade-off. Like, what if my kids come 
stay with you for a week and then your kids can come here because they are all the same age. It helps. If you're a parent listening, you know when you have somebody else over (laughs) to entertain them, it is a game changer. So I would say just try to think through well in advance what you have coming, where your gaps are, and who you can share, you know, and trade off time with. And when Amy would even do staycations, mm-hmm. she would plan those days. Like today we're going to go out to this water park, mm-hmm. you know, or we're going to go to the zoo or we're going to do yeah. different things. So it wasn't just go to the pool. She would have yeah, like a real staycation. That's true. That's true. Because there were seasons in life when we really could not afford to do much else. But we would drive to Chattanooga to the aquarium for a day, <laughs> and then we would go out to Nashville Shores for a day. So that's true. I would try to plan things to make it fun. Jane, <laughs> just thinking about you listening to them and thinking about you and your heart and your <laughs> thoughtfulness for other people and your intentionality. And I sure don't want to feel like we're just bragging on them because we think you're extraordinary too. Thank you. And I think you know that, how much we're in your corner. (laughs) And one of my other favorite things about you when I think about the many is how much you love your mom. Mm -hmm. And what I have learned from your mom through you (laughs) over the years of getting to know you and be in your life. And so I would love to hear maybe one of your favorite things you've learned from your mom. Gosh, that's a hard question. I know. There's so many. I know. I think one of my favorite things that she's kind of instilled in me as I've grown up is to choose joy. Mm. And I think she's always taught me that joy is a choice and you can choose it no matter what your situation is or where you are. And I think that's probably the thing that I value the most that she's taught me. How does she say that? I mean, even in light of when you're going through something hard, how yeah. does she communicate I that? think if I've had a rough day at school or if someone's frustrated me or... If I'm upset, she'll just say, you can still choose joy in those situations. And she acknowledges that it's hard. It's not that she's dismissing my feelings, but she just reminds me that my joy isn't dependent on my situations or what I'm going through or school or friends, but that it's dependent on God. And he gives me that joy. And so I think that's Mm. the thing that I value the most that she's taught me. Which is such a part of who you are. You're so (laughs) joyful. I mean, great job. I have a beautiful coffee mug that she made me a few years ago that says choose joy on oh, it. Oh, wow. And it's chipped and faded. It's not very pretty. Oh. I painted it when I was like eight. <laughs> it's beautiful to me. Mm. And if you're a parent, you know what that means. Yeah. It is beautiful to me. It. I will never get rid of it. Mm. It's my favorite mug. But that was when I was like... She gets it. (laughs) You know, when you have a moment when they can regurgitate what you've tried to instill for years and years and years, Mm. that it's precious to me. (laughs) What would you say is one of your favorite things she's done with you? Well, that's something we always used to do together, actually. I just remembered that was we would have like mother-daughter days, Mm. and we would go paint pottery at the factory. And we would paint mugs, and we would write the date on the bottom so we could remember when it was. That Mm. was so fun. Just Little things like that. I always love dress shopping with her for my school dances. I think that's so fun. That's the grown-up version of going to that's paint pottery. Exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> now we go shopping for prom dresses yes. and stuff like that. 
One of my favorite things we've ever done together is when each of us turn 13, we get to go on a trip, just a short little two or three day trip somewhere where we get to pick. And so I went to New York. We went to New York right after Christmas. And that was just the funnest trip because it was the two of us. We got to just spend the whole weekend together and kind of go do whatever we wanted. Obviously, when we have the boys, we do different stuff that they want to do. But <laughs> we went to Sephora and we got makeovers and we went to see a show on Broadway and we rode around Central Park in a carriage. Mm. And I think that's just so special that we get to do things just one-on-one. I think that's my favorite things that we do together, just the things just the two of us. We were in New York for two nights and it felt like a week. Oh my gosh. I don't know how we crammed so much in those three days. But that was a great memory. But it was so fun. Gigi, we're going to turn back to you. Before we started recording, we were all laughing together because on the way in, you brought these amazing memories from Gigi Camp, which we're going to photograph and put in the show notes because you got to see these. There were t-shirts and photos and this amazing itinerary you would create each year about what the camp was going to look like, including the rules for camp. Rule number seven was my all-time favorite, absolutely no whining, (laughs) which really every parent listening, like we just need rule number seven. She definitely enforced that rule. There you go. (laughs) And and we learned what happened if you did do some whining, didn't we? There was consequences. We're going to include all that because it's such good stuff. And... I was thinking about all of what you've taught your grandkids. Sissy and I talk a lot about, you know, the longer we work with families, we can almost always identify kids who have had intentional, devoted grandparents Mm -hmm. in their lives. I just think it changes who you are, that you have this other adult in your life who is for you and in your corner. And I think it just shapes who you are, which we're sitting with evidence of that right here. Yes, we are. If you were to think about all the things you want for Jaden, what would you say is one primary thing you hope she learns? I think it would be the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, I just believe in the power of prayer. I pray for them. <laughs> and I text them pretty often in the morning, early, mm-hmm. at like 630 in the morning, <laughs> saying, I'm praying for you today. Mm-hmm. And if I know they have a big test... And I will set my alarm on my phone if I know that something is happening at a certain time. And I just stop and pray for them. Mm-hmm. I would want all my grandchildren, when you've got important decisions to make, enter those decisions with prayer. When you have disappointments in your life, give those to God through prayer. When they're afraid, you know, I would say to them, if you don't even know how to pray, just Jesus, mm. you know, mm. just stop and say Jesus because mm. he knows. He knows their heart. He knows that they don't know exactly how to pray in that moment. But just to acknowledge that he's there. He is their guidance. He is who they need to depend on far more than their mama and their grandmother. Mm-hmm. That would be the biggest thing that I would say to them is just lean own God. I think even at Gigi Camp, you've encouraged us to do just that. She assigns us, everyone has a night, and we mm-hmm. have a devotion. You get to do the devotion that night. And wow. so we have five nights, and then the five grandkids, each one does a different devotion every night. So I think even at Gigi Camp, that's something you've always done. How old were they when you started having them do that? 
Well, the first year we had Bible verses that they had to learn mm. to get something out of the treasure chest. <laughs> the treasure chest is a good motivator. Yes. <laughs> they were just little verses, and they were on strips of paper around my kitchen and stuff like that, but they knew about them ahead of time. So even at two to five, can you say one of the Bible verses? And then as they got, were able to read, then they participated in the devotion. But we always had a devotion. You know, mm-hmm. we'd tell a Bible story from the beginning and mm-hmm. all because I wanted that to be a part of the camp. I love so much that they're doing it now and that you're reaffirming their voices and their own discovery of truth, too. That's mm-hmm. so cool. And you, it's interesting the stories that they choose from the Bible to share. Mm-hmm. And Jane can preach. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> she can. She can, she can preach oh when it's her turn. I can't her. wait to see what God does with this girl. I know. When it's already her doing turn. a lot. It's interesting you just said that, sissy, through this pandemic. The one thing I have prayed, and you may think it's silly, but because I've been invested in all of my grandchildren's lives, I pray that God would allow me to live to mm. see how he uses them. Mm. You know, I want to know, yeah. what is Jake going to become? <laughs> what is Seth, Chelsea, yeah. Pierce, Blaze? What are they going to become when they grow up? Because I've seen they all know the Lord. Mm. So it's going to be exciting to me to see how God uses them. I do think about that. And now that they're older, too, they cook mm. at camp. Oh, yeah. yes. That's something new that started last year. Was, <laughs> she said, I'm not cooking. You all get a night. <laughs> There's a funny little tone in your voice. That, <laughs> no, it was fun cooking with all the cousins, but <laughs> that was something new this year. Gigi's well, become better and better at delegating yes. at Gigi Camp. <laughs> I love it. Well, when they were little, we would be pretty tired. We needed a vacation you after yeah, now, yeah. you know. But now that they're older, and we gave them the choice this year, where do you want to go? We gave them some options, and they all wanted to go back to the beach. Well, you're going to have to keep the tradition up in college somehow. I hope you never stop, that they're 25 to 21, <laughs> and you're still having Gigi camp. I know, right? Well, I have told them, teasing them, we're not bringing your spouses. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe we can still have a designated time when we're all going to be at a certain place. Yes. And I kept thinking last year, in fact, I had uh, a photographer take our pictures last mm. year because they're all getting jobs, mm. and I was afraid that we might not get to have it much longer. But... They're all like, nope, (laughs) we're coming. Yeah. (laughs) And in the unlikely event that someone can't come, Sissy and I have been very clear about how we hope we're invited to Gigi Camp, so we're available to be a cousin. I just want that on record. David Thomas, you have been trying to get into Gigi Camp for For five years years now. (laughs) I know. I won't whine. I promise. (laughs) Rule number seven. Rule Rule number seven. seven. He keeps asking and trying to sneak into luggage and get Pierce to smuggle him in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, their safety was always just so important to us, even the traveling. You know, we don't leave that driveway without Mm -hmm. praying for God to protect us as we travel. We wore matching T-shirts on the way down so she could easily identify (laughs) if we stopped somewhere. Well, and that was the reason for the T-shirts is when we would go to a theme park or something, I wanted to know that's my five right there, and I could easily pick them out. 
So again, safety things were important too. Are you saying that's why David can't come? <laughs> she does keep looking at me when she talks about she safety. Does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can get adult t-shirts. Okay. <laughs> you need to now. We're all grown. We I have know, adult t-shirts now. So Amy and Gigi. I know we share this love for this girl sitting here. Yes. And I would love to hear what something you all have been learning from her recently. Yes. Jaden teaches me something every day. Mm. For me, a lot of the tools that she's gotten here from you and from her group and from Katie and from just everybody that she's been surrounded with for so many years here at Daystar and at Hopetown, she just has tools to handle what life throws her way. And she does it so much better than I did even at 30 or 40, 47 maybe. (laughs) (laughs) She just handles things really well. I learn something from her all the time about how she handles conflict or handles relationship difficulties with her friends or Mm. how she speaks to her brothers. We have to still work on that sometimes. (laughs) It's gotten better. But it's gotten better. There's just a lot of tools in her toolbox now that she's able to quickly pull out. In fact, I even learned from her this year, I was having trouble sleeping, and she was going over all the tips (laughs) of things that I needed to do when I laid down if my mind wouldn't shut down. And so she teaches me the most practical things, and then she teaches me just from her determination, and Mm. she's so driven. I'm just so proud of her. So I learned a ton from her. I have to kind of say the same thing as Amy. I speak to a lot of other grandmothers who are saying the difficulties they're having with their grandchildren mm-hmm. and how they don't know what to do. They don't know how to guide their children in helping the grandchildren and how their frustrations or the grandchildren's pain comes out in such negative ways. I guess I sound like a grandmother to them as I talked to these other grandmothers and saying the biggest help has been Daystar for Amy's kids because they've been through some pretty serious things in their life, yet they know how to handle that. They have the tools that you all have provided for all of them, not just Jaden, but the boys. I know Pierce was talking about going up and punching his pillow when he would get frustrated, <laughs> and I knew where that came from. <laughs> Mr. David had told him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this... she bought him a punching bag for Christmas. I did buy him a punching <laughs> bag awesome. for Christmas. That's great. Because I thought, well, we all probably need punching bags. <laughs> and Indeed. so, but Jane specifically, she just handles life in such a positive way. I've seen that she has bad days. I've seen disappointment for her. I've seen her anger, maybe at her brothers. <laughs> but, but she's equipped to handle that. And I admire that so much. Thank you. She's equipped and uses it. We give kids tools all day long, and they could care less <laughs> some of the time. And I think your intentionality in your heart, and I love that you said that about who she is, that your determination, and you're as kind as you can be mm-hmm. and as warm and relational. So Thank you so I much. I learn a lot from you, too. As we are even talking around those questions of just what you're learning from each other, I would echo that. Learned a lot just sitting with the three of you today. Mm. Yes, we have. <laughs> Been a gift. And we want to end in this place, Jaden, when you were talking about 
cooking with the cousins. We talk a lot about food on this podcast, mm-hmm. though it's about parenting. We somehow end up talking a lot <laughs> about food and tacos in particular. Mm-hmm. And we love to end our conversation by hearing from the three of you, what's your favorite kind of taco? <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, I have two different answers. I love Mojo's Tacos. Their fried avocado taco. Ooh. So it's good. so good. Oh my gosh, you need to go. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> so Tell the listeners where Mojo's is. It's in the factory at Franklin, but factory it's also a food truck. So oh. sometimes... Yeah, you might find it anywhere around Nashville. Wow. Okay. But it's fantastic. Right. But also my mom makes a cream of taco soup every fall. And that it's I've not heard a about taco. We've heard it's legendary. Yes. But yes. <laughs> it's so good. This is true. And I love tacos. So first of all, my answer is yes. <laughs> What's your favorite taco? Yes. <laughs> That's a great answer. But the cream of taco, you guys, we don't eat it all the time because it's made with whipping cream, Ooh. Velveeta. Ooh. It's so I, I, good. Like, the things in this mixture, <laughs> you could easily gain five pounds in one sitting. <laughs> but it is so delicious. And I break it out every year. I make the inaugural pot for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Oh. And we invite all of our neighbors and our family over. And I make just pots and pots and pots of it. And we feed the neighborhood. And we eat cream of taco over Fritos uh-huh. has to be oh. with Fritos. Uh, the, wow, what are the, the chili, chili cheese. cheese, chili, chili cheese, cheese Fritos. Fritos. Okay, and it is delicious. And I will gladly share the recipe with you guys. I was about guys. to say, will you tell them the great news about we're, the recipe? We're going to put the recipe in the show notes. I'm so excited! <laughs> yes. I cannot wait to make it. Yes, and it's a put in the crock pot and let it cook for several hours, and it's delicious. I cannot wait. <laughs> I like taco salads. <laughs> you know, I want all the good stuff. I want the guacamole, the cheese, and to confine it to just one little shell. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. I want the whole bunch. <laughs> Y'all, it has been such a gift to sit with the three of you. Thank you for yes, coming and spending time with us and sharing your wisdom. And we're just grateful for all of you. Thank feel you like for folks are going to be so enriched yeah. by hearing this conversation. This has been so fun. Thank so you so fun. much. We love you guys. Yes, love, we love you. Love you guys. <laughs> the Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow helps you make screen time meaningful for your family, which shows kids love and values parents' trust. Check them out at podcast.gomino.com. That's podcast.g-o-m-i-n-n-o.com. It's our joy to bring the experience and insight we gain through our work beyond the walls of the Dacer House. Join us next time for more help and hope as you continue your journey of raising boys and girls.